MYF podcast. A fresh breeze within the superyachting industry. Hello and welcome to another episode of Yachting and Beyond. I'm your co-host, Sophia Llewellyn, Australian-born journalist and environmentalist now living in Barcelona, Spain. And on the show, we have co-host Ludwig Lindholm joining us. Ludwig is a Swedish-born business developer who uses strategies and design thinking to allow brands to flourish from the inside out. Today, our guest is the knowledgeable, passionate, and inspiring sustainability expert and ocean advocate, Dominic van Straten. Born in Amsterdam, Netherlands, Dominic is on a mission to empower both businesses and individuals alike to implement positive changes, which can save the ocean's health for our generations and those to come. With a Bachelor in Business Administration and a Master's degree in Global Business and Sustainability, Dom has worked with some of the world's most innovative and forward-thinking companies. Dom is now a B Corp leader for B Lab Europe and a B Corp consultant for Pearl Consulting. And if you're not familiar with the name B Corp, the term simply refers to a group of 3,748 companies in 78 countries who have been certified to operate sustainably on a social, economic and financial level. Some B Corps which you probably know are Ben & Jerry's, BrewDog, Coursera and Patagonia. Dom is also a long-time friend and I've had the fortune to work alongside her, which is why I can say knowingly, she's a wonder woman. From her can-do attitude to her deep knowledge of what our planet needs to stay healthy, in this conversation with Dom, we speak about what you can do to make a positive difference in your everyday life what the big players at the top can do to make sure our efforts aren't wasted and why she's hopeful about the future. So without further ado, let's jump in to this incredible and inspiring conversation with Dom. Thank you so much, Dom, for being on the pod. It's really lovely to have you here. And today we also have Ludwig Lindholm as our co-host. He's joining us. So thank you also, Ludwig, for being here. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> and um, we just wanted to jump right in and ask you to tell us a little bit about your ocean-related career. When did it begin? I only realized afterwards that it started quite early on. Already when I was in university, I had started a startup in eco-friendly cotton bags that set plastic bag on it because of like a new um, regulation in the Netherlands and it really prevented plastics from going into the ocean and after that I just continued within this industry and I really fell in love with the ocean and figured all should I should stay in this industry and that's what I've been doing ever since. Incredible and can you tell us a little bit about the specific career that you play right now? What is your what does your everyday look like? Oh, every day is different, absolutely. So I volunteer every Monday for an ocean charity. It's called By the Ocean Reunite, and it's a Dutch charity who takes people on expeditions to show them the beauty of our oceans and to do 
research on board and really show that microplastics are everywhere. Um, that way we create a systemic behavioral change. And we also really want to focus now this year on improving our impact by taking on board um, very influential people. So we really aim for systemic behavioral change at the moment in terms of like plastics and stop plastics going into our oceans. And on the other days, so from Tuesday to Friday, I am working as a B Corp consultant at Pro Consulting, which means that I help companies become more sustainable in all different topics that are um, related to sustainability. And it's a very, very cool job because I get to see a lot of different companies. I got to work on a lot of different, um, very cool projects and also in the end i do believe that everything that is related to sustainable um, impact has eventually an impact on the ocean dom you've mentioned systemic changes there and we've all become familiar with the word sustainability and that we can make positive differences at home so for instance we can ensure that we're recycling and following basic principles set by um, environmental organizations. We can also reduce the use of plastics. But when it comes to larger industries, such as the superyacht industry, what changes do you see big industries, big companies in the world being able to make so that the people at home who are making a positive difference, their, their effort is not being wasted? It's a really good question because... The question that usually comes before this question is whether the change needs to happen from the customer's perspective or within like the industry or even the government. And I've been asking a lot of people this question only to realize that I just wanted to have a confirmation that it indeed needs to be the industry and the government at this point. Because I do feel that a lot of people are aware of the problems at this point. So it's now up to the industries and the government to make those changes. And if you want to look at the industry, um, it's obviously industry specific. But if you look at um, yachting, then I think uh, just starting small, because it's definitely one of the industries that is... Um, perceived as not sustainable yet, but that means there's a lot to gain as well. So just starting small and um, as a B Corp consultant, I'm obviously a little bit biased, but I really think that the B Corp certification, which is an assessment you go through, can be a very huge or big important resource to use. It's a tool you go through the assessment and companies within the yachting industry could use that as just a reflection, like a starting point of where they are in terms of sustainability. Because when we think of sustainability, it's not just the environment part of it. It also includes employees. It includes the governance. It includes your community. It's not just the environmental section. So I also believe that industries that are seen as unsustainable are able to 
have a huge impact on also other um, other sections of sustainability, such as like the social part of it. And starting off there and then also incorporating all environmental standards or practices, then you get you can go really far with that. And it's uh, when we're talking about this, because I think it's a it's an interesting topic, actually, the, the balance between sustainability um, within businesses, because obviously it's becoming more of an important issue um, worldwide. And as, as you said, there's a lot of regulations being put in place throughout certain industries. And uh, I'm just thinking, because a, a lot of companies are maybe e even either going overboard or underboard with it in a way that some companies, they're just talking about their sustainability maybe, and some companies aren't talking about it at all. Um, in terms of balancing that, you know, for the consumers, because I don't know if the consumer all, I don't think all they want to hear is just, oh, we're sustainable, so choose us. But, you know, having that balance between the product slash service that we provide and our sustainable practices and our impact um, as a company, what, what do you think is a, is an effective balance um, for either a company um, or um, even within the yachting industry and within the nautical industry? What's an effective mm -hmm. approach um, in that balance? Again, a very good question. It's also something that uh, I guess the sustainability industry, if you can call it like that, is quite aware of that now that we see this change, a lot of companies are aware of their um, the push towards sustainability and some companies see it as greenwashing or some people in general just see it as greenwashing. So there's definitely this um, balance that we need to find, I guess. And in order to do that, I think it's really important that we have something to make us accountable as um, companies. So that's also one of the reasons that B Corp is really flourishing right now is because of that. It's, it's a certificate that shows you that you're actually walking the talk. Um, and apart from that, there are definitely more, more initiatives to show that what you are doing is um, actually having an impact. And the balance about communication is I think that you don't only say what you're doing, but also then prove that you're, what you're doing is right. And you don't need to talk about it all the time as well, because what I've seen from my own experience is that companies that are battling or like improving their social and environmental performance also have that impact within the company. So internally, there's a lot of engagement usually, um, or there's a lot of um, happy clients, happy customers. And that in itself is a reflection of sustainability already. So you don't even have to talk about it sometimes. It's already showing within the company. And then I would say that is already a good balance if you can just have a communicate it a bit 
under um, an umbrella or like it's it's not overly um, pushing it, but it's just shown by um, the numbers or the, the 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 happy customers or the happy employees, and um, that in itself I think is already um, a really good way of using sustainability. And what you're speaking about, Dom, there is interesting. And what you also spoke about previously, Ludwig, in your question is that when we're considering sustainability and the overarching theme, it's very important to recognize that, of course, sustainability also has fundamental social and economic implications. And that's a trend that we're seeing within the investment industry where the investment companies are now placing much more importance and a value on prioritizing green investments. So ensuring that investments are sustainable Mm -hmm. in nature, which is a really exciting move from the financial sector, a recent trend, which is looking to grow. And I'm wondering, Dom, as a specialist in the ocean, what role do you see the ocean playing outside of simply providing us with a physical space to enjoy? And I mean that in terms of the financial benefits that the ocean can provide to us. Yeah, it's it's where to start. It's I think the ocean is is the most important thing that we have. It's 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 giving us oxygen. It's giving us everything. It's giving us food. It's um, a huge percentage of the global population is dependent on the ocean so there is there's no way that if there's no ocean there's no plant there's there's just no planet so um i i I can't really give an answer to if it's going to be a bigger role or um it's it's at least going to be the same if not bigger and we see that because we, we we start seeing the issues that the ocean has at this point um, with all the plastics in it, but also um, all the, the the fish that are being exploited, and also um, now rising, the, so the, the the level of the um, water the water level is rising. So now there's even islands that are needed to be re- well removed or replaced so to say so it's also a living um, area for people and it, it's it's huge it's it's something that now we see the importance of we start seeing the importance so it might actually increase the importance of the ocean um and i i, I just don't see it going well, lower or less becoming less absolutely not no we we start seeing it now so um i think it's the time to act on that and and start taking care of our ocean more than ever and with that if we have healthier oceans we can also probably increase the economic um, benefit of it as well when it comes to like as you said taking actions for the everyday consumer i think it's it's something that for you know us as just human like ordinary citizens you know we we know that for example we don't maybe not use so much water when we're taking showers or when we're doing the dishes things like this um and maybe supporting certain companies and stuff like that but what do you think is the most effective way let's say for 
for us just like at home or in our everyday lives to ensure you know that we really do what we can um to make the oceans a better place and to uh, to keep it as healthy as possible without going over the edge if you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely definitely um i think one of the important things is like we all seem to understand now that whatever we do has an effect of the ocean at least a lot of people start now with seeing the importance but still there's a huge percentage of the population that is not aware yet so besides doing your best you're like using plastic free alternatives or shower um, have shorter showers all of that it's really important to share your knowledge and make other people aware i think that's probably the single most important thing you can do if you really want to have an impact because if you have an impact and are able to have a positive impact on the ocean then what if you could tell five other people you know so that those five other people will then also start to improve the ocean or um, have a positive impact and those five people will also tell five more people so i think it's it's one thing to do what you can by yourself but it's another thing to then expand your knowledge and share your knowledge and um take other people on board without being annoying obviously (laughs) um but it's it's really good to share your learnings and experiences and without being uh, yeah without being that that hippie or uh yeah I think it's a really great way, which also not takes a lot of time and effort. It's just something that can come up in a conversation and or like when you go grab a coffee with a friend and you take your reusable cup and just say like, oh, I'm bringing my reusable cup. So I don't have to get a single use cup and just plant the seed and that seed will eventually grow and starts growing other seeds so um yeah i think that is yeah yeah, and you mentioned the the reusable cup that is like one Mm -hmm. way that we can tell you know our friends and family um what would you say are a couple of other things that we can do you know just don't tell you know the people around us just Mm -hmm. do this or do that what do you think are the most effective things that we can implement as a consumer um, so one of the things that I'm currently doing is um, I, set, I set myself a challenge to change one product every month in my daily activities that is causing more plastics or like microplastics coming into the uh, flowing into the ocean. And one of the things that I only um, recently discovered is that um, I knew that clothes had fibers in it and and like really small plastic fibers but I wasn't aware that every time we wash our clothes around millions and millions of small 
particles of plastics just end up in the water system and eventually flows into the ocean. So there's actually a washing bag um, that you can use to put your uh, clothing in and then the whole bag, you put that into your washing machine and make sure that all those particles don't end up in the water system. And that's such a small investment on our side. I think a bag like that costs like 20 euros and you can use it a really long time, I think a couple of years even. And with that, you save maybe trillions of microplastics going into the ocean. And that's a very effective way, I, I think. And then one of the other things that I really like using is um, you know, food wrapping. A lot of people wrap their food in plastics, but you can use uh, bee wraps or you can use um, just like, just cover it up with a lid. Anything like that is it's, it's better than plastic. Yeah. They're great yeah. recommendations, Dom. And we can actually pop some of those recommendations into the show notes so people can follow the links and start making those changes today. Something that I was thinking is, as we're having this conversation is uh, the conversation around sustainability can be somewhat demoralizing as we face the facts and find out that the future is not looking so great if we don't fundamentally change the way that we live. Dom, living in, oh, I'm going to say that again. Dom, in the career that you're in now, would you say that you feel less optimistic about the future seeing as you spend your every day facing those facts or do you still have hope? I absolutely have hope. If I wouldn't have hope, I wouldn't be able to do the work that I do right now. So with that being said, it's also sometimes indeed a little bit sad and it's a little bit, how would you say, like demoralizing. Yeah, it's, it's not every day that I feel this tremendous amount of hope, but most of the days I do because every day I work with companies that have seen that they need to start working on their sustainability strategy. And that in itself to me is, is great to see. And we see the um, demand for it increasing so much. And to give you an example, B Corp was something that had started off in 2007. And it took around seven years to certify the first thousand companies worldwide, which is not a, it's, it's not a lot in only in, in seven years, to be honest. And after that, in only a couple of years time, three, I think in three years time, yeah, three years time, there were 3000 more companies. So if wow. you compare that, it's like, you can see the demand and it, it's, it's incredible to see that so many companies have seen the urge to make change and it needs to happen now that I do feel hopeful. It's just a matter of taking action right now instead of asking for action, I think. And I believe that it's, it's a very important point because it's something that, you know, influences our decisions so much as consumer and consumers and as, you know, if you're a business owner as well, but it makes me, it brings me back to this, um, to this movie I saw recently called Tomorrowland. And I think it's a really um, important message that they convey there that 
is not necessarily what the statistics tell you about the future, but also the the notion of believing, the notion of hope, actually slightly, even if it's not noticeable, but it slightly changes our odds. And I think it's important to keep in mind in the same way that, for example, you know, I'm I'm a big sports fan, and even if you're just a couple of minutes left on the clock, there's there's still that minimal chance that a miracle is being pulled off. And I don't think we need the biggest miracle the world has ever seen, but I do think we need to just start believing and start hoping. Even if there's a lot of signs pushing us the other ways, just having that hope um, in the back of your head really, really changes, um, I think, the odds for survival um, for, the, for, the, for mankind. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's, it's, the, it's so important and I'm um, going to make it a bit personal now, but it's something I do um, every day, just give myself that little bit of hope or inspiration and um, just I'm, I'm writing things down, my intentions and just still keeping that in mind, like always having that hope in mind that makes you go further and makes you believe in it. And if you don't believe in it, you're never going to be able to, to do what you want to do or save the ocean or, or save anything else for that matter. If you don't have hope, it's, it's, it's a lost cause. So just having this tiny bit of hope will just make sure that you manifest what you want to manifest. I agree exactly. completely. And that's a beautiful note to end on as we enter our weekends. Dom, just finally, we always like to ask our guests a quick question, a recommendation that we can provide our audience. What is something that you're watching, reading or listening to right now that you think would be of interest to someone to recommend to them? Oh, no, I read a lot. And (laughs) so I think I actually wrote it down the other day, um, what my favorite book was of the last 12 months. And it was the 5am club. It's, I consider it my Bible. And (laughs) it's about waking up really early. So waking up at 5am, but it, honestly, it has changed my life in so many positive ways that I have felt that I could take on the world. I can save the ocean. I can be the best version of myself. And that's only because I wake up at five and that's all I needed. Waking up at five gives me that hope and gives me that um, spirit. Nice. (laughs) Right. Set your alarm clocks, folks. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great recommendation. I've heard of that. It's definitely having a really positive impact. I know it's taken off in Australia. We need to get onto that. So I will check that out. (laughs) We'll also pop that in the show notes. Dom, thank you so much for giving us your time today and for joining us on our podcast, Yachting and Beyond. My pleasure. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Before we end up, Dom, is there anywhere that people can find you if they want to uh, follow your endeavors on the, on any social media or Twitter, etc.? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm not a big user of social media, but definitely um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, and otherwise, um, 
I'll just, you can pop my email in the uh, description box, I guess, as well. Yeah, we'll put all the good stuff in the show notes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs>